following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Friday on Main Street Sports today. Coming up, Frank Bonner II with the Daily Miffian will join the show. Also, from AL.com, Nubias Wilburn. Talk a little SEC recruiting, college hoops, the Winter Olympics start today, and so much more. Happy Friday. Hope you're staying warm. Now to the cozy confines of their individual abodes. With the Hall of Famer and Sports Writer of the Year, Mo Patton, here's the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. I'm going to have to steal JP's line, Mo. Speak for your, or sorry, Mo's line, JP. Speak for yourself because it is not cozy in this <laughs> sunroom. I am freezing oh, in here. I turned the, I turned the, uh, <laughs> the fireplace on at like one o'clock, and it's still cold. So I don't know. It's all right. It is Friday, and that's all that matters. <coughs> there we go. Now we're back where we're supposed to be. I can look at you over here, Mo. <laughs> you get so confused. I think I think JP likes playing musical chairs. <laughs> yeah, which way you just looking? To mess with folks. Yeah. So. yeah, it works out. It works. As out. long as he's having a good time. Uh, yeah, exactly. As long as he's having fun, we're all good. Man, what a show we have today. The Olympics get started. Frank Bonner is going to join us to talk about the Southern Heritage Classic, as JP just told you. Of course, Nabias Wilburn is going to try to update us on what in the world is happening in Auburn, if anything, or I, it's... Could be everything, could be nothing. Exactly. It's... it's <laughs> Anyway, you're going to want to stick around to hear what, what Nabias has to say. I, I what, was in, whatever it is, it will be an entertaining synopsis thereof. <laughs> There's no question there, because this entire thing is completely um, nuts. Anyway, also, we told you yesterday that SEC coaches are literally throwing punches in the media right now with the NIL. So this is a lot of fun. We'll talk about that later in the show. And also weekend hoops, Lady Vols and UConn, which three weeks ago looked like it was a collision course for, you know, a, a really great matchup. And now not so much, but we'll talk about it anyway. And of course, uh, we'll get into some more college hoops as well. Lots to get to, including our top story, which is Titans-related. But before we get to that, JP mentioned we uh, he off-air, he said, man, looks like a really long uh, rundown. Well, it is, because the weekend rundown is usually really long. So let's go ahead and dive right in, Mo. Give them yesterday's results. Today's schedule on the rundown. Here's the rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support local youth sports in southern Middle Tennessee. In high school boys basketball action on Thursday night, Columbia Academy with a 91-62 road win over Lighthouse Christian. Wayne County came to Hampshire and picked up a 66-40 victory. On the girls' side, it was CA 61, Lighthouse Christian 23, and Wayne County with a 73-45 win at, at Hampshire. 
NCAA men's basketball action on Thursday night. Stetson with a 77-71 win over Lipscomb. It was Belmont 88, Tennessee State 61. Murray State with a 65-53 victory at Austin Peay. On the women's side, it was, again, Lady Vols, number seven. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Going to Florida. Losing. <laughs> Just do it for me. Florida, 84, number seven, Tennessee, 59 in Gainesville. It was 14th-ranked Georgia defeating Vanderbilt, 71-56. Stetson down, Lipscomb, 61-50. Belmont with an 85-46 win over Tennessee State. And Austin P in overtime outlast Murray State, 65, I'm sorry, 67-65. All right, we'll try it again. Tonight, at Zion Christian, it's Franklin Christian. Loretto hosting Giles County. That's senior night for the Mustangs. Independence heading to Ravenwood and Lawrence County going over to Tullahoma. Marshall County is at Spring Hill. Mount Pleasant travels the short distance to Summertown. Richland is at Hampshire and also senior night as Columbia Central takes on visiting Summit. In Basketball action tomorrow moved from today. Kalioka is at Collinwood. That's a 5 p.m. tip. Um, Zion Christian will be at FC Boyd tomorrow and Santa Fe at Richland. In high school wrestling action, the state dual tournaments will take place at the Williamson County Ag Expo for Class A, Class AA, Division II, AAA, and Division II AAA, as well as the girls. Again, quarterfinals begin at 9 o'clock with Summit taking on Bradley Central and Nolan's will take on Cleveland in Class AA. In Class A, Fairview faces Tullahoma and Page takes on Signal Mountain. You can also check out the first takedown, which is up and out as we spoke with Page coach Benji Gray about his day tomorrow. In junior college basketball on Saturday, Columbia State travels to Chattanooga State for a doubleheader that starts at 2 o'clock. In NCAA football action, it's the Senior Bowl from Mobile. One thirty kick, that's on NFL Network. The Grizzlies are down in Orlando, take on the Magic. That's 4 p.m. tip on Valley Sports South. And in the NHL, I don't know how this works, but there are apparently two semifinals before the finals take place at 2.15 it's all on ABC and ESPN. You can watch the NHL All-Star, everything, the semifinals and finals, whatever that means, starting at 2.15 tomorrow. NCAA doubleheader action on ESPN Plus, all of this. Tennessee State is at UT Martin with the women playing at 1 and the men to follow. Also at 1 o'clock, Austin P is at Moorhead State. 22nd-ranked Florida Gulf Coast is at Lipscomb at 1.30. At 4.30, Murray State visits Austin P again? Mm, no, that's some uh, Morehead State. I'm sorry. Morehead State is at Murray State tomorrow at 4:30, and at 5:30 tomorrow, Belmont is at Tennessee Tech in doubleheader action. Yeah, sorry about that. In NCAA men's action, Middle Tennessee is down at UAB in Bartow Arena at three o'clock. Tip on ESPN Plus. Twenty-second ranked Tennessee is out South Carolina. That's noon on CBS, and LSU twenty-fifth ranked at Vanderbilt Memorial. At 5 o'clock on SEC Network in women's play, it's UAB at Middle Tennessee State. That's a 5 o'clock tip on ESPN+. On Sunday, as Chris mentioned earlier in the show, number 7 Tennessee travels two stores, Connecticut, to take on the 10th-ranked Huskies. That's an 11 a.m. start on Fox. Okay. <laughs> um, at two Your guess is as good as mine, man. At 2 o'clock, 
Alabama women play at Memorial Gym against the suddenly surging Commodores. Again, that's a 2 o'clock start on SEC Network. And at 5 o'clock on FS1, we talked to Ty Norris with Trackhouse Racing about this earlier this week. The Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. Again, 5 o'clock, FS1, they're racing in the Los Angeles Coliseum. Might want to check that out. It's going to be interesting, no doubt. That's going to do it for the rundown. Our opening kick today, Mo, comes from right here in Nashville. A little NFL news. The Titans have hired Tim Kelly, not to be confused with Jim. Tim Kelly as an Easily, easily done. Yeah, just flip that T right over and you're really in well, trouble. Who... Uh, Please explain to me the significance of this hire. Well, apparently the two of them worked together in uh, Vrabel. I'm sorry. Mike Vrabel and Tim Kelly worked together in Houston. Uh, Tim Kelly very well may have been the offensive coordinator this season if the Texans would have allowed Mike Vrabel to interview him last year. But they did not allow him to interview him, which That's resulted in Todd Downing. So apparently this basically what he's going to be is the Jim Schwartz of the offense. What Jim Schwartz was to the defense this past year, Tim Kelly will be to uh, the offensive side. So I, I'm not sure what this means as far as you know who's going to call plays, what what's going to happen. I mean, is this a situation where you've, you've brought in a capable backup and now the now the starter is looking over his shoulder. Uh, this is going to end up being a very significant hire, I think. Well, it would be more significant if Todd, Todd Downing weren't there. But I mean, um, okay. Well, I think that, that's what I think is happening here. I think just this is just you know my conspiracy theory here is mm-hmm. that. Mike Rabel's basically putting a, a capable guy behind him saying, look, if you screw up, you know, don't don't come out here stinking up the the house or we've got somebody who can step in for you. Well, don't say it if you don't mean it. <laughs> no, because um, I, I think that there are – I mean, my immediate reaction is, why is it in addition to instead of instead of? That was my first thought, too. But apparently, Vrabel, well, I guess because Vrabel is insanely loyal. Sometimes to a fault. And this would be one of those cases. Because I've heard a number of coaches say, if it's you or me, it's you. Every time. Should be. Because if it's not, it's us. Uh Uh-uh. And, and that does no one any good. <laughs> that Certainly doesn't not do anybody me. any good. <laughs> Certainly not me. You know? so, so, yeah, because if, if I'm not here and I'm the head coach, you're definitely not going to be here if you're the assistant. <laughs> so, anyway. No sense in both of us losing a check, you know? <laughs> oh, man. But, hey, Tim Kelly headed to Nashville as an offensive analyst, assistant, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what they're calling it. I wonder but, where his desk is going to be. Slide over, Todd. (laughs) Just put two in there. There you go. Not a bad idea. 
They gonna put those names side by side on the door or one over top? Uh, I don't know how, how's that work. It may be one on top of the other, but there'll be there'll be a slide outs, you know, so mm-hmm. you can slide it out just in case. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh man, let's talk about the Olympics. They started today, and it's uh, the U.S. has already got a curling win this morning. So. Hey. <laughs> We'll get into that the Olympics. didn't take long. It did not take long at all. It beat Switzerland or something. We'll get into it on the other side of the break. Stick around. Main Street Sports Day returns after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are live from the Lee Company studio, but from our humble abodes, talking about all of the things that are going on in this world of sports across the world because the next thing we're talking about is in China. So Olympics 2022 in Beijing taking place and you know, the winter Olympics to me are more fun overall than the summer Olympics. Um, I'm not really sure why I feel that way, but I've, I guess I've just kind of always, you know, 
been drawn to the the skiing and the bobsledding and that sort of thing. Maybe cool runnings had a lot to do with it. But um, what sports are you guys most looking forward to? I know we just just mentioned curling. We're we've actually the United States has beaten Australia in mixed doubles. They have lost to Italy, lost to Norway, and beat Sweden. So two and two to start the mixed doubles round robin. But curling is definitely pretty far up there on the list for Olympic sports that I care about during uh, the Winter Olympics. I actually watched some last night. Did you watch any more? I did not watch any no? last night, and I'm not sure how much I will watch. But if I do watch, it'll probably be curling. And I think curl. I think most of us enjoy curling because it's the thing that most of us could most envision ourselves doing. A hundred percent. There's yep. nothing else on the list Mm-mm. that I could do, <laughs> even close. But I mean. I mean, it just looks so cool, the slow motion of the casting, I guess. I don't know what the term is for whatever it is you do with the stone and then the sweeping. But you got to stand up to sweep on ice. So, But, I mean, it's it's a pretty fascinating sport. It's pretty straightforward. You're trying to land your stone in the target, in the bullseye, and knock everybody else's out. It's- I think... I think the slowness of it to me increases the suspense, especially in a close match. Okay. So maybe that's what, you know, like I'm, you know, you're watching it and you're, and, and you're just waiting for it to get down there and you're like, sweep, sweep, no, stop, stop. Yeah. And then, you know, boom, it, you've got stones hitting other stones and knocking them out. It's, it's incredible. I love it. Yeah. I was watching last night. The Italians um, were taking on, uh, the Dutch, and it was mixed doubles. I, I don't recall seeing the mixed doubles. I don't know if that's new for this particular Olympics, but it was um, but it was interesting, you know, because typically you've got a team of, what, five that participate, something like that? Come you on, come on, Mo. Like I know. <laughs> Mo, you know all the ins and outs of curling. But, um, but la- last night they were talking to um, – you know, how the ice for curling is different than the ice for hockey. It's a little more coarse uh, because you've got a concave stone. And an interesting fact I found out last night, that they bring the stones out at least 72 hours before the event to get them acclimated. Yep, to get them acclimated to the temperature of the ice. Y-I-L. Yeah. Yesterday I learned. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you know, it. I have seen mixed doubles before. Okay. Uh, you know, that's it's not an. Yes, there is a men's team, there is a yep. women's team, and there is a mixed doubles. To team, me, it was just obviously. the t- being two of them because you know, and there was no rhyme or reason about which one did the yeah. curling and which one did the sweeping. Sometimes the person that released the stone also did the sweeping. So that was that was different for me. Oh. Yeah. So they that have not for seen their before. own stone? Yes. Yes. Sometimes that takes talent. sometimes they would follow it and sweep as it went along. Sometimes their partner would do the sweeping. I've never seen. I had neither. That was new to me. So mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think some some of the other things I'm looking forward to, you know, we talked about yesterday after the show, uh 
luge and bobsled those yeah. are always fun because they're they're the fast ones but it also it's something that we can all we know who won because it there's a time <laughs> here we go but <laughs> yeah this is this is the question is how many of these are actual sports mm. <laughs> and by definition, my my definition of sport is someone has to be actively trying to stop you from obtaining the goal. In a way, curling kind of a sport because you're knocking folks out of the way. Um, it is a head to head as opposed to it is a timed or judged event. Right. Mm-hmm. Hockey, obviously, that's a sport. Yeah. But I'm not sure anything else is a sport, by my definition. Now, you guys might have a different, a different definition, but the rest of these are just athletic events. Events, and I'm okay athletic with that competition. I, yeah, and, and I, for me, I'm okay with that distinction. Um, you know, where I have an issue is something's a sport, and what is not what you classify as not a sport is just nothing. It's it's nothing. I, an event, a competition, I think, is a fair way of putting it. To me, I mean, if I can't look at it and know who won, I, I, I don't know what you define it as necessarily, but that's that's where I differentiate. I mean, even, you know, the luge, the bobsled, that kind of thing, the skiing, it's timed, and, and so you can see what people – you're competing against each other by who puts up the best time or whatever. But So is if, freestyle skiing the same as cross-country skiing? Because freestyle skiing is, is the, the jumps. That is judged, jump. yeah. Uh, yeah, that, so that is more in the competition, as you put it. Mm-hmm. I think Mo's got a point that, you know, the timed events or sports – <laughs> depending on your definition, like the bobsled, like uh, cross-country or downhill skiing. It is timed. However, it's timed against your opponents. It. Yeah. Right? So sure. there is somebody out there that is trying to better you, not necessarily stop you, but trying to do better. So you're still competing against others. See, I don't think golf is a sport. I think golf would be infinitely more fun if someone were hitting a second ball and trying to knock yours off the green. <laughs> Way more fun. Captain Chaos. Yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> I yeah. mean, let's be honest, guys. Golfers? Uh, <laughs> ish, maybe? Good, good luck with that one. That's going to be a tough sell. I, I'm just – I think a lot of them are very athletic. But if you can play the game at 80, I'm not sure I can call it a sport. I, Wait till you get to be 80. Ah. I'm going to call it an you athletic. You may feel a little differently about that at that point. <laughs> Pickleball, definitely a sport. Oh, man. <laughs> we know next? some people in the, in the pickleball world. We do. I would enjoy pickleball. I haven't played it yet. I'd like to play it though. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go play pickleball and and record it and like video it 
and make it a segment. I think it would be phenomenal. I don't know if people want to see that. <laughs> I think it would be hilarious. I don't know if they want to see that. Oh, man. Let's talk to Frank Bonner the second. We mentioned earlier this week that the Southern Heritage Classic uh, is in jeopardy. At least one team's gone. So we'll talk to Frank Bonner of the Daily Memphian to get the details on what's going on. So come back with us. Stick around. We'll be right back on Main Street Sports today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Coming to you live from the Lee Company studio here in southern middle Tennessee. Glad to have you with us here on this Friday edition as we... Get you ready for the weekend ahead in sports and all of the things that have gone on in the last 12 to, well, I guess it's been 16 hours at this point. In the Southeastern Conference, other things that have gone on this week and much more, including our next segment, Mo, where the unfortunate demise of one of the HBCU's most heralded games over the last three decades, really. Tennessee State and Jackson State meeting in Memphis at the Liberty Bowl. 
for the Southern Heritage Classic, but announced earlier this week Jackson State has pulled out, uh, citing a <clears throat> scheduling conflict with the Southwestern Southwest Athletic Conference, which is the, the SWAC and the conference that Jackson State plays in. <clears throat> so I, I'm really interested to hear what the the background is here, and lucky for us, you were able to reach out to a reporter at one of our favorite state uh, websites, the Daily Memphian, and grab Frank Bonner, who the second who is going to join us now on the phone. Frank, welcome in, and uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, Frank, um, I checked in with John Varlis over at the Daily Memphian, one of our um, one of our friends of the show and one of my all-time favorites, and just said, hey, um, who over there can get me up to speed on the Southern Heritage Classic? And he said, Frank Bonner is your guy. So, Frank Bonner II, get me up to speed on the Southern Heritage Classic. Uh, yeah, so I, um, when the news broke, I ended up tracking down uh, – you know, the, the the founder and promoter, Fred Jones, I ended up tracking down his number and chatted with him. And, and basically, he, like, he had no, um, what do you call it, no heads up that this was going to happen. You know, he got, uh, he got contacted by Jackson State, um, like, around 6 p.m. Tuesday evening. He said that, um, you know, they were going to breach the contract and, and pull out. And he had no warning. I don't know if you guys saw that uh, TSU – president came out and said they didn't even get a courtesy call. They found mm-hmm. out that uh, Jackson State pulled out through a national scheduler. Um, and so, like, it was really, you know, out of nowhere as far as Fred is concerned. Um, and it, 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 you know, he, he said it, it was a blow, right? It's another hurdle that they had to get over. Um, he's not in a space where he thinks the Heritage Classic is just going to end. Um, you know, I've talked to him, and then uh, Jeff uh, Calkins also talked to him, and uh, he he was basically kind of scrambling, trying to look for another um, opponent for the 2022 game since, you know, they pulled out of all three that was on the contract. So he's still in, in, in the mix of trying to do that. But he said that, you know, it was just another hurdle they have to get on. And he anticipates still trying to make, you know, this type of event happen despite Jackson State coming out, because he said it's just more than a football game. And I think everybody around this community knows that, that um, a lot goes into this. It's more than just an average typical football game. There's a lot of vendors included, the bands, businesses. And so, you know, Fred has created this entire spectator event around this one football game. And he was saying the formula to do that is still there even though Jackson State's not going to be a part of it, he said you would you would want you know Jackson State and, and TSU to to be the two te- the two teams playing, but if that's not the case, you can still have something special even without that matchup. Absolutely, I'm Frank Bonner with the Daily Memphian joining us here on Main Street Sports today, discussing the Southern Heritage Classic, Jackson State's decision to pull out of it earlier this week, and the impact thereof. Um, this game, I think, was played initially in 1990, and the matchup, with the exception of two years, has been Tennessee State and Jackson State 
every year since 1990, I do believe. Um, I assume, Frank, that Tennessee State is still committed to the event if um, Fred Jones is able to find a suitable opponent? Yeah, so I haven't been um, directly told whether uh, Tennessee State would or wouldn't be, but my assumption would be, yeah, um, that uh, TSU would still be a part of it. And going back to your point about it, you know, starting in 1990, I mean, this was an event that Fred said the two athletic directors from the schools came to him because they wanted to play a rivalry game. They wanted to keep the rivalry alive, but didn't necessarily want to do the home and home. They came to him saying they wanted it um, to be played in Memphis and asked him could he get the ball rolling. So this is something that he's worked on. This is like his baby, so to speak, that has been embedded in this area's culture for so long. It does kind of suck that ending with JSU pulling out the way they did. Um, but this was originally started by two athletic directors coming to him uh, as a way to kind of keep this rivalry game, you know, afloat uh, and exciting. And and I think, as, as Chris spoke earlier this week, this is a really important game for Tennessee State because Memphis is such a feeder for lack of a better phrase, for the school, for the football program. And as they go down there and recruit, being able to tell those kids, you know, we're going to get you home to play a game, and and you don't even have to tell them at this point because if they're from Memphis, if they're from West Tennessee, they know about the Southern Heritage Classic. And and I'm sure that's a selling point as they go down there and recruit. So this is um, a pretty big deal for Tennessee State, and I would have thought it was a big deal for Jackson State as well. Has there been, Frank, any indication as to what the scheduling conflict is that prevents Jackson State from being from being able to continue to play in the Southern Heritage Class? No, it, ha- it hasn't been. Um, and that's I think that's the most interesting part about how this whole thing came about in terms of why they're pulling out is there hasn't been any clear indication as to what that conflict is. So, you know, I'd be curious to see, you know, when that information starts to come out, what the conflict was, because in the email that was sent uh, to the classic, there was no indication as to what that was. So I don't know if this is, um, you know, that that was the reason that they wanted to to pull out and they they just kind of threw that on there. I, I, I don't know. But there hasn't been any clear indication as the, the, the direct conflict that would cause you to, to breach your contract agreement. I and may have a thought on that. The SWAC have... hasn't said anything? Sorry, I couldn't hear The SWAC hasn't said anything then? No, I haven't, I haven't seen the SWAC say anything yet. Um, that, I don't know if, uh, you know, sometimes this type of stuff, something like this happens, um, all we know, the SWAT could be putting together a press release right now to explain. Like we 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 don't know, but as of right now, no, the SWAT hasn't said anything, to my knowledge about what that conflict is. And I wonder, you know, maybe the agreement that they have agreed to, that information hasn't come out. So maybe the SWAT is you know waiting for some dominoes to to drop before they can come out and say why or whatever. You know, there's a lot of things going on in the background that we don't all know. So I wonder in the next week or so. Will the SWAC come out and say why uh, Jackson State pulled out the way they did? Because the other part of this, um, and I didn't 
dive into this much with Fred is you pulling out of a contract that was supposed to go through 2024. Is there any money that Jackson State's going to have to owe the classic? Because the contract is a contract. I can tell you what my theory is, Frank, about this. I, and this is just a theory, but my guess is the new SWAC in-conference showcase that is being played at Legion Field, in addition to the Orange Blossom Classic that they have to play uh, against Florida A&M, you've now taken another home game out of Jackson. And, oh, by the way, they're getting 60,000 people a game at Jackson State. So now, instead of that extra home game, they've got to go to Legion Field, right? So, and that that's the SWAC's decision. That's not a Jackson State decision. So now it looks like perhaps they feel like they can make more money with an extra home game. That is that is my theory. Couldn't tell you if that's true or not. Right, and to, to go along with that, I wonder if there is some some financial penalties that have to take place because they pulled out. If this is a decision that was forced by the SWAC and Jackson State couldn't do anything but abide by it, does that mean the SWAC is going to pay that financial contribution for them? They're certainly going to make a lot of money in Birmingham with that classic, so I guess it's possible. What is the date yeah. of the showcase, Chris? I don't think the date is the problem. I think the the loss of the home game. Okay, yeah, I, I get is, what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying, but unless the date of the showcase and the date of the SHC are the same, then that's not going to be on the swag. Jackson State decided to pull out independent of whatever the swag schedule to, you know, like you said, get a home game. What you're saying makes perfectly good sense. That ain't on the swag and lets the yeah, dates directly conflict. Well, I know me... this, this year, the date was supposed to be September 10th. For the Southern Heritage. Yeah. Is that correct? All right. And the SWAC is going to play their first of the SWAC Challenge, I guess is what they're calling the SWAC Classic. I'm sorry. Um, I don't see a date in this release, mm -hmm. which means it very well could be. Same weekend. But, but I certainly could not imagine them playing the Orange Blossom Classic on the 4th and then turning around six days later and playing in Birmingham. Of course, I guess they were going to do that in Memphis. So why not? Um, yeah, interesting. And what the, the, yeah. the worst part about it to me is we were so excited about Eddie George, Deion Sanders meeting in Memphis for the next three or four years. It was going to be really cool. That just brought an extra vibrancy to the rivalry. And now this. Yeah, that's the point I was going to bring up. I mean, if you're Deion Sanders, I mean, don't you want that matchup? Don't you want that publicity of, 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 Deion Sanders versus Eddie George. Like, I think that's, from a recruiting standpoint, I think it benefited both schools, uh, especially with those two coaches at the helm, to continue to play this game. I, I just feel like 
Jackson State is kind of doing Jackson State these days, and I, I feel like the SWAC component of this decision is them just using that for some cover for something else. And so I'm really interested to find out and, and to keep up with this to find out, you know, what the actual conflict is that has resulted in Jackson State's decision to pull out of the Southern Heritage Classic after, you know, basically 30 years. Frank Bonner II here with the Daily Memphian to offer us a little insight into that. Frank, appreciate you taking the time with us. I know you got a um, a full plate with everything else that's going on down there, but um, thanks for visiting with us. I appreciate y'all having me on. I, I hope I was some help. <laughs> Absolutely, man. We we always appreciate the uh, the insight of our friends at the Daily Memphian, no doubt. And uh, we're looking forward to 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 this. Like you said, Mo, the big reveal of what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, certainly, <laughs> there's more make sense. There's more to it than we know, clearly. And as we learn more, that but you I know, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna continue to be intriguing. As someone who, and you've you've paid attention to the SWAC for a long time, I paid attention to the SWAC for a long time. Will we ever know? <laughs> not necessarily. That's, that's not the question. We may yeah. or may not ever find out. It may that may be the end of it. Mm-hmm. Who knows? <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Oh, it's time for halftime, man. We, we need to take a break because we got a lot of college football to get to and getting ready for the NIL punches that were thrown, the Auburn situation that's coming our way. It, we need to get ready and take a break, take a, take a sip of water and come out punching. So y'all come back with us. <laughs> 